0: It's the Locked On Aggies Podcast, presented by Locked On Podcast Network, talking all things Texas A&M. Now, here's your host, Cole Thompson. Howdy, everybody, and welcome back into another episode of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson still here in the driver's seat, talking all things Texas A&M, getting you ready and gearing up. For the 2019 Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl, where the Texas A&M Aggies will be taking on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Before we go any further, make sure you're following us on social media, at Locked On Aggies. That is our main site. You can also check out all of our great work at Sports Illustrated's Aggie Maven. Remember, Sports Illustrated and the Locked On Podcast Network have partnered together to give you quality content surrounding Texas A&M. All things Aggies you gotta know. So go ahead and check that out at Aggies SI, and if you want to follow me on social media, it's really simple. I'm at Mr. Cole Thompson. I'm a Mister. My name is Cole Thompson. Don't wear it out. So at Mr. Cole Thompson, at Aggies SI, and at Locked On Aggies. guys. Everyone knows that there was this great song back in the 2000s by a band named Jet, and it was "Should I Stay or Should I Go." Everyone knows the lyrics: "Should I stay or should I go?" Well. We're going to be talking a little bit about that today because one player officially has announced his decision on if he will be returning for his senior season or going to the NFL draft comes at little to no surprise as Justin Matabike, the team's top defender, declared for the NFL draft last weekend saying that he would not be for coming back for his senior season. Also, he would not be playing In the Texas Bowl coming up in the next couple of days, they will not have their star defensive player. In a post that he shared on Facebook, he wrote, To the 12th man, I would like to thank Texas A&M University for the opportunity to attend the most prestigious university there is. My time as an Aggie has been the best three years of my life. This program not only helped me grow as a student athlete, but as a man and a leader. There are so many people I want to thank, but first and most importantly, I would like to thank God. My family, Coach Fisher, Coach Elko, and Coach Robinson. To my teammates that became my brothers, just know I have nothing but love and respect for you guys. Thank you to all the staff at Texas A&M for ensuring my success on and off the field. I will miss the feeling of running on to Kyle Field to over a hundred thousands of the best fans in the world, but I know the Aggie nation is behind me strong. After speaking with my family, praying and thinking about the next step, I have just decided to forego my senior season and I will be declaring for the 2020 NFL draft. I will not be playing in the upcoming bowl game this year. I am excited to be one step closer of turning my childhood dream into a reality. Thanks and gig em. Hashtag Aggie Strong, Justin Matabekane. If there was one player who I thought for sure was going to go to the NFL draft this year, the one dude who I thought, okay, let's look at the film, let's look at the numbers, let's look at the position. When you add all of that together, this is the guy who I thought was for sure going to the NFL draft. He is... Potentially a top 10 defensive lineman in the entire class. I think that you can name in the SEC, he's number three. I think you can go Derek Brown from Auburn, number one. Javon Kinlaw from South Carolina, probably number two. And Matt Abike would be three. And I think he's a top 100 player. When you're a top 100 player, your stock is either only going to grow, very little in my opinion, or it's going to plummet immediately. And we've seen it happen year after year. A player decides to come back for their senior season. Maybe they are not as great. Maybe just the talent that's a little younger than them goes in, makes an NFL roster, gets that first-round pick, and now you're a seventh-rounder. When you look at the defensive line that's going to still be in place at AM, this is the one position I'm like, if you're going go to go the NFL draft, Matabike can. It will not detriment the team. You have Bobby Brown and you have Jaden Peavy, both very young guys who will be back in 2020, who could take his place. You have a young pass rushing specialist in DeMarvin Leal. You have a veteran in Michael Clemens. The Aggies front seven is not taking as big as a hit as other teams will. When you look at LSU and when you look at Georgia and Alabama and what they could lose, you're not going to get the same feeling with Matt You're going to be fine at that position. There's a ton of other positions that are going to be needed to be replaced. And unfortunately, some of it is not because of the talent's great there. It's because of the talent's already bad enough. The defensive line is fine. You're losing a good player for a bowl game, which I get that a lot of people are against this saying, but ever since the Jalen Smith injury in 2016 against Ohio State, if you're not playing for a national title, I completely understand your decision to sit out of a bowl game because Jalen Smith is a one lucky case. He played, he did not get hurt. He was able to stay strong, and at the end of the day, he was part of the reason why Dallas is now good, but he would have been a number one pick, if not number one, at least two or three, if he would not have gotten hurt during that season, easily, easily he would have been top three pick, gets hurt, has to fight back, get an extension, It makes no sense for a guy like Matabike, who knows he's going to the NFL draft, knows he's going to be playing at the next level, knows his days in College Station are over. Go get your money, go rest up, go get prepared for that. I see no problem with him missing out. There are players, however, who could leave the program hurting Texas A&M and also potentially hurting their draft stock overall and where we can look at them. There's a ton of offensive talent that is able to declare if they choose to, and there's a ton of defensive talent that could leave as well, but what's their stock worth, and how do you replace them? And we'll be talking about that in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked on Podcast Network. Guys, if you're not subscribed already to lockedonpodcast.com, what are you doing with your lives? Come on, it's not that hard. It's very simple. It's lockedonpodcast.com. We have coverage between the NHL, the MLB. We have free agent signings coming up, so you know you're going to want to pay attention to that. The NFL, the NBA, the associations definitely got something going on there and also college sports in general with basketball season coming up conference play about to start up and also with the bowl games over two dozen shows for you to listen to including our national show of locked on college football so make sure you check out all of our great content and all of our great shows at locked on podcast.com. Cole Thompson still here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M, getting you prepped and ready for the upcoming battle between the number 25 Oklahoma State Cowboys as they take on the Texas A&M Aggies. We were talking a little bit earlier about the song by Jet, Should I Stay or Should I Go? And that's kind of the premise of this show today, is there are players who could be playing in the bowl game against Texas State, uh, in the Texas Bowl, and could that be their final game? Or more importantly, should it be their final game is the best way to put it. Because of you look at the talent coming out of the NFL draft and players who have shined, players who are going to be really talented at the next level, maybe there's some room for improvement for some of these guys. Maybe there's not much more they can do. This is the best chance they have of making their NFL dream re- a reality so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna break down players who we definitely think should or should not be going to the nfl draft while we start off we're at the most important position on offense quarterback kellen Mond. this is a big big obvious one no you should not be going to the nfl drafting you should return to college station next year it's not because of your numbers d- diminished over the year because if they did i mean that's just a reality when you look at your stats from a year before to now, they're not the same. I mean, last season, the reason why players were saying that you could be the next big name coming from the SEC was you threw for over 3,000 yards. You had a total of 24 touchdowns against nine interceptions. And this year, you had the same number of interceptions, but you dropped almost 300 yards in passing, and you dropped over six, six touchdowns. 2,802 yards, 19 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. The only thing that you got a little bit better at was your touchdown ratio on the rushing game. Seven rushing touchdowns last year, averaged 3.4 yards per carry on 114 rushes. So you kind of balanced out your offense a little more. You balanced out what you were doing. But you look at the quarterback class in place right now. You're going to have Joe Burrow for sure going. You have Jordan Love out of Utah State going. You have probably Tua Tonga Bailoa going from Alabama. You have Justin Herbert, another senior, automatically going. You're not even in that category yet. We're still not even including guys like Jacob Eason, Jake Fromm. Um, you have a few other uh, Brian Brian Leweki out of um, out of Michigan State. There's a ton of guys who have one better stats and probably a better notion. Of An NFL system coming out this year next year you have Justin Fields You have Trevor Lawrence and That's about it The game could be wide open with a progressively strong season next year in College station the schedule is easier the opponents are easier to face the Talent level that you're gonna go up against. They're all easier next year stay one more season Work with your receivers and win a dang SEC championship. If you do that, you're guaranteed to get drafted. Right now, I see him probably in that, maybe if we're lucky, sixth round range. You could be a probable second round quarterback. You really could. You just you just got to get a little bit more consistent on offense. Second, we have Courtney Davis and Jamon Osbin. I'm going to put these two in a pair and leave out the third guy because he's one who I think could be a little different. Uh, When you look at these two, both were a little underrated, I think, going into the season. Their stats were probably kind of fluctuated because of the guys that, that were ahead of them, mainly the guy who we're going to mention next Uh, I I think that both of them had pretty strong seasons overall, especially I think Osmond finished with 862 receiving yards, led the team with uh, 65 catches. Courtney Davis, same thing, 48 catches, 568 yards. Both averaged over 11.5 yards per catch. Uh, Both had four touchdowns on the year. I don't think there's enough production in the red zone for either one of them to leave school right now. I could see, of the two, probably Osbin going. Osbin was the more consistent receiver. Davis missed some time with some injuries. He didn't play a couple times in the second half of certain games. I could see, if I had to pick one of the two to go, Osbin being the one to go. I don't think it's the other way around, where Davis has enough to go. Osbin, in a very deep receiving class overall, I think his window is anywhere between round four and seven. Kind of think of Josh Reynolds a few years ago when Los Angeles took him. He had a good combine. He had a pretty good week down at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, which we are trying to make sure that we are attending this year. Overall, I think that there's a lot to really like about these players for an NFL standpoint, but where do they fit on an overall roster? I I just don't see any perfect spot for them right now. So I think both of them need to come back, maybe just to see where they grow in 2020. Because if Mon has a good year in 2020, that probably means Davis has a good year, Osmond has a good year, and most importantly, the next guy who we're going to talk about also has a good year. Next wide receiver, Kendrick Rogers. This was the guy who I be- believed 100% was going to go to the NFL draft after the season. Big time year, going to be the next big Mike Evans type of receiver coming out of AM. He has size, he has the ability, he has everything an NFL scout really looks for. I've spoken to a few guys at the start of the year wondering what was the overall grade and approach you had on Rogers. They said anywhere between a late first to a mid second round pick. He'll be lucky to get drafted with the season he had due to injuries, lack of route running, lack of, um, lack of his hands usage, everything that he could have been this year kind of backfired and really hurt his draft. stock. I spoke to one guy recently and he told me that Rogers would be lucky to get a seventh round grade. A uh, sixth or seventh round is probably where he's going and it's only because of his size. So he needs to come back for a senior season. And if he comes back for a senior season and you pair him up with guys like Anaya Smith, Osbin Davis, and of course Damon Damas, who's coming in as a, a rising freshman, if they redshirt him too, that's two years of eligibility, at least, if not three years for sure. Because if he would be a redshirt, because he would be a junior and he could graduate in four years. That would be so beneficial to Texas A&M and for the program as a whole. I don't see a problem with you admitting you had a down year and you want to boost your stock. If there is one of the three that I would pick to go to the NFL draft, I think Rodgers would be it just because of there's still some hype around him, there's still some success that you know that he can produce, and his size alone is going to get him, I think, onto an NFL roster. Uh, One last guy that we're going to talk about before we go to a quick break and then break down some basketball is Buddy Johnson. Led the team in tackles this year, was the honorary team captain for the defense. I, I mean, we saw Otero, Olaka, and Tyrell Dodson leave last year, so it wouldn't be shocking to see him go this year. I think that if you bring back Johnson... You're getting a veteran leader, and you're not going to lose both of your key players in Mattapique and in Johnson. I think he should come back. I am not sure he will come back. That's the big difference. I could see him at the end of the bowl game, sitting down, looking at the numbers. The linebacking core, core overall is... yeah. I mean, it's not that great. He could probably be at least a middle of the pack kind of pick, early day three, late day two kind of guy. Uh, I-, I could see him going to the NFL draft. I don't think he should, but I could see him going to the NFL draft. Speaking of players who could be going up in the right direction to the next level, A&M basketball is headed back into the proper direction under the direction. Uh, Buzz Williams. Now, while the team had struggled a little bit this season here and there, they were able to get a big time win yesterday over Galveston Corpus Christi, over Texas A&M Corpus Christi and we'll be breaking that down in just a quick moment. Locked on Aggies presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Cole Thompson back here in the driver's seat talking all things Texas A&M getting you ready for the upcoming 2019 Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl as Texas A&M will face off against the number 25 Oklahoma State Cowboys in must-see TV and a must-see event We will actually be there all week for coverage downtown Houston just right up the road So we'll all be able to get a little bit more of an up-close and personal feel to some of these players instead of just listening online uh, so Football is important, and I think everyone knows football is important. Recruiting is also important, but Texas A&M also has a pretty decent basketball team, hopefully on the rise. The biggest question is how long is it going to take for head coach Buzz Williams to take them to that next level? Well, it could be a lot closer than we expected as the team rallied behind to come back and win against Texas A&M Corpus Christi 63-60 to on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Texas a and fell behind by 11 points to Corpus Christi just before the halftime at Sunday night, but coach Buzz Williams liked how his team played in the first half. His quote exactly was, I didn't feel like the guys were trying to get back up. I felt like they were trying to run toward the fight. This was an AM team that knew that they were down, but instead of worrying about being down and out of the count, they said, okay, we're going to pull together, rally, and get things going, and figure out how we're going to go ahead and get this victory back on the right track. Emmanuel Miller did his part, scoring 20 points and giving the Aggies and erasing that double-digit deficit to defeat the Islanders Final score is 63 to 60. After fighting over the first 11 minutes of the second half, an early lead had been relinquished. AM moves on to 4 and 5, snatching back the ball. Right with, uh, I believe it was under 10 minutes left, they were able to go up 48 to 47 on an alley oop slam dunk by Josh Nebo, coming up from a perfect pass from Andre Gordon with 8.53 left in the game. The most important thing for AM basketball now is not about trying to become the next South Carolina, that team that came out of nowhere, that went all the way to the Final Four. There don't even have to be a Tennessee team who, under Rick Barnes, has now turned the program into one of the better basketball units in in the NCAA, and they're not Kentucky. They're just not Kentucky. But they have to go ahead and close out the season on the right note a m will host Oregon State this upcoming Saturday, and that hopefully will be another victory for them. They now sit at 4-5. They probably have a chance to finish 7-5 in non-conference play before they go up against teams such as Alabama, Mississippi State. It's all about improving at the right level. Uh, you got to remember, J.J. Chandler, he was able to make a great three-point shot, closing out the game, giving the team, uh, giving the team an early and late lead the Aggies are getting better at their free throw percentages. They went 18 of 23, a 78% uh, completion rating. That was the highest of the season for them. Overall, I think that this A&M team is doing everything that you're, they're being asked to do. And if they continue to impress on that level, I see them getting better. I know that this is a program that has been in shambles for a little while, especially with the caddy years but they finally have a guy who has built programs up from the ground and brought them into glory. It may take time, but getting that win over Corpus Christi is a massive victory for the team. They're going to be able to continue their growth and they're going to be able to hopefully get some big-time wins in SEC play. To say that they deserve to be in the conference championship right now is tough, but... An NIT appearance is possible. I would say it's very plausible even. I could definitely see this team getting better. And they have a lot of young talent to match with their veteran cores. So if the veterans stay on path, which which they all will, but nobody leaves or transfers, Buzz Williams is heading in the proper direction and it may just take one more season to get him there. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure you're following us on social media at Locked On Aggies, at SI, and at Mr. Cole Thompson. Tomorrow, we're going to be taking a look at some players from Oklahoma State who have potentially made their decisions on if they're going to be playing in the bowl game this upcoming week. Later on this week, we're going to have Jordan Reed. He's going to break down some of the draft stock on players who could be headed towards the NFL draft for Texas A&M, but tomorrow's show, we're going to be looking at The Enemy once More. That's going to do it for this edition. Make sure that you're following us on social media. We will see you tomorrow. Remember, gig'em, y'all. This has been Locked On Aggies, presented by the Locked On Podcast Network.